0: Avoid legal snags by telling people they're being recorded. Uh Uh-oh, someone got in trouble before. (laughs) Right? I kind of like it. This is... Fuck Hangouts. This is the Waffle Press Skype now because Google Hangouts is no longer, like, supported by YouTube, which is where basically half of the YouTube show came from. So, Mm -hmm. goodbye, YouTube Hangouts, Google Hangouts, hello, the Waffle Press Skype show, which has less of a ring to it, but what still has a ring to it is my name, Diego Crespo. Also with me are some co-hosts today, including Gina Versa. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing great. And Nick Valero.
1: Hey, what's up?
0: Hey, how's everyone doing? What have we been up to? Gene and I had a birthday celebration. Not together, though, but it, we, we had a fun time. What about you, Nicholas? We'll start with you today.
1: Uh, me? I've just been working and doing what I need to do, you know. Oh. And then I've been going to your guys' uh, uh, celebrations, which Diego can still remember that night, so that means we didn't do very well.
0: No, no. Towards the end, it got it got uh, rougher. It was it was a I had a great time. Thank you for for coming out and everything. But I wanted to remember the whole night, and that's that's all that mattered. Yeah. I, I was able to walk home. Okay, well not not walk. I, I had a ride home, but still. You know what I mean, yeah. No, no drinking and driving on this podcast. Anyways, Gene, what about uh-huh. you?
2: Uh, I've been doing pretty well. Just working a lot of work going from. Gig to gig. <laughs> oh Drag no, there's over.
0: a dog there, isn't there?
2: I uh, I don't know if you can you hear that dog? Yeah. Yes, you it's can. It's not my dog. Oh. Whose dog is that? It's a neighborhood dog. Just the neighborhood dog?
0: It's it's the waffle press dog. Now we're gonna yeah. take it. It's better if we make it part of the show. What else is part of the show today? Are some discussions. We're looking forward to a lot of movies this year. Well, for the rest of the year at least. So we're gonna talk about them, including. The Joker, because that comes out the week of release. And God willing, this will be out before that movie premieres on Thursday night to the public. Uh, We're going to be talking about September movies that we saw, like It Chapter 2. Everyone loved that one. Except you. No, that was a joke. It's a very... I found it to be a very divisive film. Uh, Ad Astra. (laughs) Hustlers. Sad Astra. Most importantly, I'm going to yell about... The Dark Crystal, because I just saw that film for the first time. And then I started the Netflix series, and it changed my life for the better. But anyways, speaking of movies you're looking forward to, that is,
2: that
0: is uh, you know what? I let Nick open up the last one. Uh, Gene, what are you looking forward to most in the next coming months? Just uh, one movie. We'll, we'll go around each. Uh, run down some quick ones, but just, just spend time talking about one.
2: Yeah, um, well, dives Out is uh certainly one of my uh top favorite films. I don't know if it's the top favorite, but it's certainly up there. I'm gonna try to see it in a prestige format. Um Ryan do Ryan Johnson doing uh a original story is pretty cool and um I don't know I wonder if he likes board games because it seems very very much like Clue. I don't know uh he, he, he looks
0: th- uh he looks like he's a big fan of Agatha Christie. Clue. Um <laughs> Ryan Johnson's a great Twitter follow, by the way. I know like yeah. a shitload of people, again, like really don't or not even a shitload of people, just the the Star Wars nerds are like he ruined the movies and it's like, well, sad
2: lonely <laughs> people,
0: yeah. But uh it's like it's funny, bothering them. all of his other movies are like so critically acclaimed, it's like, yeah, that's not gonna stick for like another year. But anyways, um he's a great Twitter follow because he's like very Supportive of like fandoms in spite of it, and then he's also a uh, very like in depth about like oh okay here's what inspired um like the film before we head into the editing band. He has this great lineup of like Murder on the Orient Express, um, mm-hmm. Clue, obviously, and I, I forget what else. It was a while ago. He, it's probably still up on there. He doesn't really delete old tweets, and uh, he's. <laughs> oh, um, I, uh, I
2: thought he did delete some tweets actually.
0: Oh, I have no idea, but like, yeah. just about the production process, like, he he's very open about the the stuff he makes with with the audience, and I think that, that's very cool. I'm really looking forward to it. I think yeah. it's also the first movie he shot digitally, right? This one didn't
2: shoot um, film. I, I'm not too sure. We'd uh, maybe just have to double check. I was just going to add um, the Irishman, as any film nerd would be impressed with Scorsese giving like give being given boatloads of money. Um, to make whatever movie he wanted and he chose the irishman so that's that's pretty great um to see him working with de niro and uh the nvp joe pesci the great alum of home alone
0: <laughs> yes home alone everyone's favorite film <laughs> yeah
2: that's
1: that's where, that's um, your that's your favorite joe pesci that's where you no. <laughs> <Joe Pesci? But laughs> no, that, probably.
2: Not. immediately
1: you're like oh joe pesci home alone that's the he best role he's run. ever done
2: that's it <laughs> yes.
1: nothing else
2: that's, yeah, that's um, where you draw the
1: line for joe pesci he fuck was in casino you. no <laughs> no, fuck uh, no forget casino the wet bandit that's where he was that's it <laughs> the wet bandit that's it
0: uh, nick <laughs> what are you looking forward to this year
1: uh i'm actually looking forward to uh, el camino uh el camino is uh, something that's really interesting, especially for a kind of a spin off of a TV show uh, that had such a really great ending to it it had uh what was it the the idea of uh breaking bad coming back with a movie to kind of tell a story after the credits of the final episode is kind of interesting It does worry me just a little bit because it, it can taint what good taste it, it had in people's mouths of, wow, that was a really good season finale. I really enjoyed the way that this, the stories ended. How exactly, uh, like, you know, you can only imagine the stories that happened. And to actually tell those stories, they can either be really good, or they can be kind of, like, you know, maybe they just didn't need to be told. But uh, from what, I've, what I'm what i seeing from El Camino, it looks, it looks really good, and uh, I'm really happy with who they got back to to kind of fill these roles and everything like that. And I, I can't wait to kind of watch it. Is it also going to theaters? It like, is going oh. to theaters. It's going to Ooh. a small, it's going to uh, all the Harkin theaters because those are the ones that Netflix owns.
2: Oh, right. They own it's, that in the Egyptian theater. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: it's going to go to the Harkins theaters and the Egyptian theater. It's going to have, uh, I think it's going to have like a 90 day, uh, what was it, screening?
0: Like mm-hmm. It's going to be yeah, up. That, like that's 10%. interesting. Cause I'm I'm looking forward to El Camino as well, uh, but I'm, I'm also like concerned. Like I mean, mm-hmm. I have no reason to doubt anyone involved with that because you know Breaking Bad. It's like just yeah. by just by a rule of like TV law that's known as one of the greats. Yeah, like, mm-hmm.
1: try to sure. up the wire and everything else.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. And um, I think it's that's a great series to remind people because there's always this like. This whole thing about like, well, Game of Thrones like rush their end game and stuff like that, and I actually like agree with that. That's a yeah. good counterpoint to like how having a plan, like from top to bottom, is not always a great idea because if you don't leave room for growth, you're gonna fuck yourself so bad. Yeah, <laughs> um, and um, and mm-hmm. I'm someone who actually kind of liked the the ending of the show, uh, but that's uh, a whole other other thing in there. You uh, didn't like, did like the ending of Breaking Bad? No, no, I like the ending of um of game of thrones a little oh, okay. bit like, oh yeah considering like how bad it got i was like you know what this is i'm i felt something at least uh, whatever it's it's but, good enough yeah i was like you know what i'm happy i spent the time with these characters i didn't hate it but uh but then mm-hmm. like breaking bad it was like they were constantly like all right writing ourselves into a corner what do we do next and then just spending like days in writer's rooms like pulling their hair out like vince gilligan buddy <laughs> We don't know what to do, mm-hmm. and they just constantly kept talking to themselves. And I think that's an important part of the creative process, to to understand. Don't like mystify everything. Like, don't don't be like, oh well, this well, these people will always do good work because they they either yeah. plan things out or whatever. Like, no, that's that's not how stuff works. And so I have a great admiration for Breaking Bad, and I, I'm really looking forward to El Camino because I don't feel like Vince Gilligan's a dude who would come back to to like that Josh well. Read.
2: yeah yeah yeah. well i mean uh bitter cold soul seems
0: it
1: actually is pretty good it's 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 really good
2: yeah it justifies its existence
1: yeah the the one thing i am kind of interested about it is that because i feel like the season finale for breaking bad is a great ending for walter white and i think it's you know it's a fantastic ending for for just him but i think if el camino is an ending for jesse pinkman and that's it. You know, we, you know, you mention Walter every so often, but it's, this is a Pinkman story. This is telling you what Pinkman does after he drives away and uh, which I uh, in the car. And that's fine. I, I I think that, you know, he, as one of the main characters, he does need to have kind of his story told of like, what happened to him? What What is, what is he doing? Why did he get away? You know, did he go to jail? Did he die? What happens?
0: See, I, I have mixed feelings about that, too, because you could totally tell a story worth telling yeah. with, with what happens to Jesse after, but I'm also like, not everything needs to be You're explained. Told. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's like the, the ambiguous nature of it. You, like, I, I very much agreed with uh, Jonathan Banks' reaction to the finale, oh. where, where he, he basically straight up told, I think, the showrunner, Vince Gilligan, that like, doesn't matter what you say, what happens next, what you tell me, Jesse went for that little boy to go take care of that kid. Yeah. And like, I, I, I was like, Oh, that that's totally what I believe. So whatever happens next, even if I dislike it, you know, like that thought will always be with me because the ending of breaking bad was so fulfilling to me.
1: Well, it's, it's the same idea of, uh, in your head. Uh, it's kind of like in horror movies in your Uh, the thing that you imagine is always going to be the scariest thing possible. If you kind of leave it up to the audience to interpret, you know, what he does after, it's, it's always going to be good for them because they always can make up their own kind of, you know, their own ending for them. They can make up mm-hmm. their own anything else. Uh, you telling them what happens, it's either going to piss a lot of people off or it's going to do really fucking well. So
0: I'm really he hoping... find a new he'll find a new way to be ambiguous about what happens next. And then I'll be like, OK, that's fucking great. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, it, I'd get a big kick out of that.
1: Yeah, I mean, that that can happen, too. And if that happens, I'm OK with it. I'm down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just show me. Just, you know what? Just make, make, give me make my time worth it. You know mm-hmm. uh, what was it? I'm I'm ready to jump back into the into the shoes of these characters and to follow them around. Make make it worth it though. Don't let's not waste any time or anything like that. But I mean, like I said, it. I mean, it is Vince Killian. I highly doubt he's gonna waste anybody's time.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, and I have not seen Better Call Saul, but I understand that it's very, very good.
1: Apparently. Yeah, it's it is, it is it's very. Got good. A, it,
0: it's it's. I think the only reason it's not in the level of Breaking Bad, from my understanding, is because like it's just not like it doesn't have the the visceral violence, I guess, or something, and, right? Like not not as you know what? I don't even know. I I, I couldn't tell you why it's not. As big
1: it's as breaking it, bad. it's it, it's it's not even that. It's. Um... Better Call Saul isn't as engaging. It's just be just because it's it's more about Saul Goodman and getting to where he is. So it's kind of like you already know where he's gonna end up. Now you're just kind of finding how, out how he got there and how he made certain connections to certain people and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I mean that's it's it's great to see and it's cool to see and stuff like that. Um but it's it's nothing, you know, because eventually you're going like, oh, like whenever Saul Goodman gets into trouble, it's one of those things of well, he's going to get out of it. You know, he has to make it to, you know, mm-hmm. he, he's, he's, in, he's in X. He has to make it past Y so that he can get to Z. Mm-hmm. You know, so Right mm-hmm. now he's in the middle of Y. And, you know, whenever he's like in danger, like people are threatening to kill him. You're, you know, it does kind of take the, the pizzazz out of it of going like, you know, he could die. You know, it, it does kind of take away some of that because, you know, he needs to make it to, you know, this final point.
2: Takes away some of these stakes.
1: Yeah, it does it does take away some of the stakes for it because a lot of the times he's talking to a lot of these like these drug dealers or anybody else he's talking to. Um, and you know, they're they're threatening him, but it doesn't it doesn't really, you know, land
0: just because of that. See, I think that's that's an interesting reaction to prequels. That because sometimes I, I don't I genuinely don't feel that. Like yeah, maybe subconsciously we know it's gonna they're gonna get out of it, but like something like X-Men First Class. I, I think sometimes it adds a different, like, kind of tension where it's like, you know the hammer's gonna drop, you just don't know how or why, and sometimes mm-hmm. you don't want it to, you know what I mean? So I, th- I, think-, I think, yeah, that's, that's a really fun thing about prequels that so many of them miss the mark on, where it's like, show us how they got there, mm-hmm. and, and you you can explore a whole new dynamic that's very, like, it tends to be very, like, unta- an untapped well. Yeah. From, uh, from certain things. So that, that that's cool to hear. Uh, anything else you're looking out for? Uh, maybe not as much, but like, we, we got a whole list of things here. Dolomite and, uh, is my Yeah, name. let's just toss them out it's there.
2: Dolomite.
1: <laughs> Dolomite, man. Come on. How could you not be
0: excited about Dolomite? Fuck yeah. The return of Eddie Murphy. Have and a seen... uh, fantastic, underappreciated director who got more work in the early 2000s. And Nick directed the pilot of one of our favorite shows, Terriers. Um, yeah. Craig Brewer, a great great filmmaker so really good to see them both back and i guess they had such a good working relationship on this movie eddie murphy gave craig brewer the job to do coming to america too.
1: yeah and oh, that's nice. al- and that's also how you're getting wesley snipes in coming to america too. that's also that's it's it, apparently everybody had a really good time on this movie
0: and, yeah that's and, that's really cool to hear because you know movies are hard sometimes like we'll talk yeah. about it but like the joker there's all this stuff like joaquin phoenix walked off set when he was stressed and I'm like that's yeah sometimes movies are hard and stressful yeah man five minutes you know like um he's not hurting anybody like that
1: I think I think I think a lot of stuff with Joaquin Phoenix is really overblown for the Joker like the idea of somebody asked him a question about gun violence and whether or not people would would copy him and what did he think about that and everybody was giving him a lot of uh, which, uh, a lot of tension over it just because he got up, walked out and went to go talk to a Warner Brothers publicist and was like, I don't really know what what to say about this. And people were going like he just got up and walked out of an interview. And it's like, no, dude, he, he understands he has a job and it's an important question, but he wants to find out what he can and can't say. He doesn't want to get in trouble.
2: Yeah, like, well, I
0: mean, it, it, it kind of sounds like that, that question was a little, like, leading. It was kind of being railroaded a little bit, maybe. Yeah. But, well, like, I, I, uh, just,
2: uh, I just can't get over the fact that, like, he never thought about the, uh, the implications of, uh, of uh, the Joker. I'll put that
0: on the director,
2: though. But we'll, mm-hmm. we'll
0: get into that. The, the point I just wanted to make was that sometimes movie sets are, like, very difficult. And, and sometimes, even if there are a bunch of great people working on them, yeah you're like i I get a drink with that person but maybe we wouldn't work together again and here it's just really cool to see such a great communal experience like translate to apparently a very good movie and another hopefully successful movie in the future that's just very cool to me
1: yeah Um, i I guess let's just
0: let's just go to the the joker but uh go ahead um,
1: well, I mean, because for, like, Craig Brewer, I mean, another one of the movies, a couple of other movies that he's done is, like, Hustle and Flow, uh, Black Snake Moan. I mean, they're they're really good movies, and they have, like, a lot to say to him. So I, that's another reason why I am looking to, for At Dolomite. And also, people are saying that, you know, Eddie Murphy's performance is something to kind of look at, you know? It, it really is something to kind of say, yeah, he's back, you know? He really yeah. is trying to get back into it.
2: And uh, I would say kudos to Eddie Murphy to be like, oh, yeah, my... Uh... I was an asshole back in the day. Like, I regret some of the things I say. I really appreciate. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, him time. Uh, being so progressive with all these asshole comedians. Just yeah, all, uh, are you who, offended?
0: All yeah, all these comedians that are like, man, you got to be offensive to be funny. Everyone's just got like a no backbone. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, dude? but like, I mean, just but being I mean a dick. yeah, I know. Yeah. But the only
1: thing, the only other thing I don't understand about that is a lot of people are you know jumping on Eddie Murphy about you know certain things that he said like back in the 70s and in the 80s that's why yeah. that's why
0: that's why this yeah, I know. came up though
2: is like, I know but
1: I I get hmm. I get that but I mean if you look at any form of literature or any form of performance or anything like that if you look back at uh, back at it there's going to be something that you're not going to like, or that doesn't fit the uh, pseudonyms or the, the social norm. Yeah, of no, for sure. No, no yeah, mean, yeah, of course. Like but that, like that wasn't, but I, that, that,
0: that wasn't uh, where we where were yeah. going with that. No, no, no. Of, but of what course I'm... There, there's, there's always stuff like that. There's stuff that's aged terribly. Magnificent seven, a film that I really like has like a, like this, this hard, like homophobic slur in the middle of a scene that just like surprised me. And I was like, wait, Whoa, what? But it's like, you know, the times have changed. We recognize that that's not, okay now is all right. and yeah. it's just nice to see someone not get um like upset it. yeah about them and, and just understand where people are coming from and also people be accepting of that like yeah like times change and we got to help each other get through it that's all and yeah. I, I think that's why it's There's, it's yeah. so look i'm not looking forward to the joker because i'm not a fan of the director <laughs> who is yeah, also a writer on this
2: and uh, over two.
0: Todd Phillips, because, like, yeah. all of his stuff tends to be very mean and cynical, and he he's clearly intent on making, like, a quote-unquote real film, you know, not a comedy, which I think is, like, disrespectful to comedies, because those are also real films, but um, he, he wants to play ball on the field of, like, have, have this film be appreciated as, like, a serious work of art, but then, like, when these serious discussions come around, and I do think some of them are very leading, and I do not think they're all warranted. It, Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that he's not willing to have conversations about it beyond like, look, we just wanted to make a movie. We weren't trying to push buttons, and it's like I've read the mm-hmm. script, buddy. You're clear. If you're not trying to push buttons, you you don't have like a brain. Like the way he wrote yeah. it, it's uh, it, it's well,
2: yeah, yeah. I, I'm not. Well, also a fan. like yeah, also what well, was it the? Uh, I don't think it was advanced reviews, but it was um, it was some sort of. Press interview, he wasn't, get, he wasn't being willing to give as well. Um, th- they weren't answering some questions for their film. And, uh, yeah, it's like, oh, a real, real filmmaker certainly does that all the time. Right? I mean, I, yeah,
0: I, I, I get that, too. But I also, I also get, like, the press junk, it's just eight hours of talking to people you've never met in rooms that tend to ask very similar questions. You know? and going... I mean that's just that's part of the field. I, I get that, but then also yeah. totally agree that like, dude, just just stick by your movie. Like, if it's if, if you really believe in it, like, just speak from the heart. You got nothing to be ashamed of, you know. And uh, yeah. but I do think that it's important to have a conversation about like uh, a character who clearly deals with like mental illness
2: mm-hmm. and
0: um, societal decay with Gotham City in uh, in the '80s where the where the film takes place. Um, these are like
2: heavy, mm-hmm. which, ideas. Is just, which is just New York,
0: which is just New this York. But, like, honestly, York. I'm cool with that, whatever. The Dark Knight's just Chicago, you know, and that's a great film, that's not yeah. a problem with that. Yeah, but, it's
2: uh, not, I mean, it, uh, I, was, oh, I was just gonna add, what, what are your thoughts on it basically just being Kings of Comedy?
0: Uh, it's, sexy, it's, <laughs> yeah, no, my whole theory for the longest time has just been that Todd Phillips really wanted to remake a Scorsese film. He was, he was stuck between a rock and a hard place between Taxi Driver and the King of Comedy, and no one would let him touch him. So he's like, hey, Joaquin, want to make a comic book movie? But no, no, no. <laughs> we'll sneak a real movie into it. And then that's what happened. Because, like, it's, it's the same yeah. thing. And honestly, like, whatever. I'm kind of cool with that. The Dark Knight, again, to go back to that. It's very similar to heat, but it's great on its own complete marriage. It's totally, I think, acceptable to kind of mix and match from inspirations, whatever. That's what art is, you know? It's as long as it's true Mm. to like the people who work on it, you know, and have a hand in creating it. Oh, yeah. And this just, to me, the whole thing is that it just feels not truthful, I guess is where I'm coming from. But I don't know. I know a lot of people are looking forward to it. Um, I'd be interested to see uh reactions afterwards oh and i guess since we're also here we should also just mention that uh like everyone's like oh the the joker shooting that happened uh, when the dark knight rises came out right that guy never said he was the joker someone who who, i don't even think was a witness said that like oh he 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 looked so out of it he looked like he could have been the joker and it's like and that was the pull quote everyone ran with the guy never declared he was the joker that's, uh, mm-hmm. I feel like that rumor should just be dead and buried along with him. <laughs> that, that, yeah, there it's, was it's never really a Joker shooter, it was just it. A, a sick man who, who did a sick thing. But sure. in lighter news, uh, I'm really looking forward to the Shia LaBeouf film Honey Boy. Yeah. That he, he wrote and produced and is a, like basically a biopic of, of his life growing up. And I just, I really think Shia LaBeouf is very interesting in his mm-hmm. choices that- in a, as an artist. Mm-hmm. I think he's uh he's actually a very good actor. And I, I like seeing him mm-hmm. get very uh politically aggressive in light of Trump's non- like win in twenty sixteen. That was that won him a lot of brownie points for me, honestly. Um and I just like that mm-hmm. he's doing these weird smaller independent films like i heard the peanut butter falcon was was really good and oh. i haven't seen it
2: yet did you yeah did i you saw that it? it was it was a uh, huge, really
1: one movie in which i i i am kind of interested about and i don't know how it's gonna be is jojo rabbit
2: oh i i saw that as i saw that already at beyond fest oh okay how was it if i if i could talk a little bit about it i um i was very uh very very touched by it it's certainly a very uh, needed film right now. It has a very uh, important message There's a lot of good imagery in its uh certainly in the here and now that it represents and uh, it's it's not what you would expect I would say without spoiling anything because I, I would hate to do that but it's certainly uh it's more of a drama I would say that the focus goes to of uh of the film is is on which is this uh character arc of uh this boy learning not to be basically the bigot yeah, yeah. but and i feel like
0: like that's a that's a provocative narrative to to like make that a jump from the joker like you're, you're following a an up-and-coming nazi kid who's learning to be like a the best nazi ever right like mm-hmm. a, he's in nazi training camp in the movie right and um yeah. 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 Basically for kids. But um like there's this George Collin clip going around right now. And he's, he talks about how comedy tends like the best comedy tends to punch up at the people in power and not so much at the underdogs who kind of don't have any power. So I, I just I found that very inspiring. And Taika Waititi's been very good at that.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, Ty, I think Tiger Watiti can, which is really touching on a pulse that isn't really being, you know, seen right mm-hmm. now. It's, a, it's, it's an interesting concept, not only that, but also who would think to kind of have a, a dramedy uh, in the middle of like Nazi, which are in like a Nazi camp and everything else. So I do think that's,
2: it's,
0: it's an interesting concept. I can't wait to see it. I think it's going to be pretty awesome
2: yeah i think you guys will very much enjoy it yeah um, yeah
0: I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it and i guess before we move on to stuff that we've seen i just want to say that um i wish that disney did not control 40 percent of the marketplace and yet i'm looking forward to frozen 2 because at the end <laughs> of the day we're all garbage and we all have things we're ashamed of uh yeah. oh my, my my big ones i guess just really quick then um in the Tall Grass by Vincenna, Vincenzo Natali, uh, it's a Stephen King and uh, Joe Joe Hill short that he's adapting, and it's really gross and fucked up. And I'm really excited for everyone to get really disturbed if he pulls it off. The Lighthouse, Robert Eggers' follow-up to The Witch, the only film in the history of the planet that has cursed me, Gene can attest. cursed too, yes, yes. yes it uh, check out my discussion on the on The Witch on on this channel. And uh, mm-hmm. the most anticipated is Doctor Sleep, which is another Stephen King adaptation, but uh, directed by uh, Mike Flanagan, who directed the vastly underappreciated Gerald's Game.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I think Hush, he did. Yes, Hush, he did. was it that one? Yeah, yeah. he did Occultus
2: yeah. and the Honey and the
0: frog. Yeah, Oculus yeah. and uh, yeah, the very very Oculus, good, very good filmmaker. Um, yeah, I I I'm so excited. That might be my number one. For the year, honestly. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Other Stephen King adaptation to hop us into movie review sections. It's chapter two. Directed by the guy who will probably be directing the Flash film. Whether or not Ezra Miller is attached. (laughs) Did Uh, you know? I think think they just want to make that movie at this point. Yeah, did you
2: know he says it's uh, going to happen? Because he says it's going to happen.
0: Well, look, the the, (laughs) the man, um, Andy Muschietti. Is the director's name, and he wore the flash cap. Someone gave him a flash cap during one of the the press junket things, and he wore it for the for their interview. And I thought that I was like, oh, okay, well, that seems like a nice guy. Too bad he made maybe one of the worst theater experiences I've I've had all year. And okay. yeah, okay. it's I don't know. I I did not like it. Chapter two, but yeah. I feel like you two did, Nicholas. What did you think of it, Chapter two?
1: I liked it. I I, I do think that it was a uh, a good move to go towards. I do think, unfortunately, it, there was a couple of things that you know weren't um, that weren't kind of you know hinted at in the very be- in the in the first one. That I do feel they kind of just jumped into you know um, you know uh, for spoilers or anything like that. Like the yeah, fuck that, it.
0: Who cares? No one's gonna remember this movie. So go ahead.
1: Uh which like the the fact that um. What was it? What's his name? Uh, the comedian. I can't remember his name.
2: Bill, Bill Hader. Hader. Bill Richie. Hader's. Car- Richie. Yeah, Richie. Richie's character was gay, and right. Um, Richie et- and well, Richie and was in love with um, Eddie.
1: With, with Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah with it, but, but the thing is that you know you didn't necessarily. It was something that they had kind of that like, you feel like they dropped into chapter two. It mm-hmm. didn't feel like something that was being organically you know brought up. In chapter, which are, in chapter one, and then it was revealed in chapter two. You know, there wasn't like this like little tiny thing. It was more or less like, oh, why don't we make one of them? You know, why don't we make them? You know, gay. Well, we no, that's, that's
0: it's like here, we're here. Let, let, fight, Nick, let Nick finish, uh, and then we'll, we'll start the discussion.
1: Then no. <laughs> we can argue. I'm okay with that. No, but anyway, uh, I do. I I really do like it. I like the idea of uh, the way that you know. Uh, Pennywise dies, I do like you know, I, I do like the way that they uh, which are, they reenacted everything else, I, for the most part I enjoyed the movie and I had a good time you know, I I enjoyed, you know just a good time in the cinema
0: See, like, the whole thing I, I called it the Avengers Endgame of horror movies for the year, <laughs> and I completely stand by that, because if you like that movie you'll probably like It Chapter 2 and I hate yeah. both Um, but like, uh, Richie Tozer being gay, like, to me that's like they just kept adding new things that, to characters that weren't really present in the first film. And that one just happens to be like uh, an, an identity talking point, you know? Like, I, I actually thought it was kind of sweet. Because um, like, especially if, if you look at these as one big narrative, it's like, oh, he didn't realize he was when he was younger. And as he got yeah. older, he realized it. The problem is, it's like, I don't... this This might be a me thing. I don't buy that in 2019, a comedian's gonna like hide their sexuality i guess mm-hmm. i don't i don't know maybe that's maybe that's um not fair of me to say just because mm-hmm. i i don't i'm not a gay comedian so maybe right just um given that character's personality i guess i didn't i wouldn't buy that given how like outspoken and like uh um aware of themselves they seem to be but so to me that just felt like a false character thing but that yeah. would have also been interesting to explore if he was like that was the one thing that he, he couldn't like,, uh, sure. confront within himself,, yeah. I guess. But uh, generally, I just think the movie is like the same beat every 15 minutes, and it's like three fucking hours. So
2: like, <laughs> is, everyone... it, is it three hours? I mean, it's,
0: it's close. It's like 2:40 or something like that. So here's what happens. Yeah. This is the entire film. Everyone gets a phone call, and then there's a setup for a scary moment. And then the scary moments really loud and it happens out you your face a lot and then it's like, ooh, yeah. that was scary. But sometimes there's a fake jump scare before that. And then they all yell at Pennywise until he turns into a baby. They they Twitter, they cancel him. They they all like at him on Twitter and then <laughs> they, they, they just yell at him a lot until he deletes his Twitter account on Planet Earth. Uh it's I'm I'm actually quite shocked at the response these two It films have gotten. Because I... I, I don't know. I These have not done it for me in the slightest. And I think it's a really great story. I think this is... When all is said and done, I think this will be the definitive Stephen King story. This is, like, his great American novel. It's mm-hmm. wild, it's messy, no version's perfect, but I, I think there's a lot in the text about, like, dairy as kind of like a, a byproduct of of American culture. And it's kind of like Mm -hmm. this David Lynch thing about how like, yeah, like American suburbs weren't all hunky dory. There's a lot that's left unsaid that uh, a whole generation of people had to confront. Like these films do not tackle racism in any way. And that's like a big part of Mike's character, not just because he's a black, but because what he has to go through as a black kid. Um, There's just, I I don't know. And and that, that could have like built a, they could have built a relationship with Richie in that way if they had confronted that, like two people who felt like outliers in society, you know, and then they don't even do the destruction of Dairy in the film, which I guess is fine because Dairy's basically not a character in these movies. It's It's just just like, it's just a place for the spooky clown to hang out in. (laughs) And like, yeah, the clown's spooky the first time he jumps out at you. But by the second time he eats a kid that only one other character meets... I realized that <laughs> I basically wasted my time with these, but I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe Andy Muschietti could could do better on the flash film because I wasn't a huge. Uh, oh, who directed Shazam? David uh, David David, David F. Sandberg. I wasn't a huge fan of Lights Out, mm-hmm. uh, and then I saw Shazam, and I was like, this is the best thing ever
2: <laughs>
0: so, so i don't know who knows maybe you can do it but yeah. fuck i did maybe. not like it chapter two
2: <laughs> oh,
0: i don't know uh-huh. uh, Gene, what, what yes. did you
2: see i don't think it was uh perfect by any means but um and i do see your points on its length and it's uh and it's a repetition of certain parts because yeah i mean the same story beat of them they get scared by it and confront their personal demons and that just keeps happening uh over and over oh, again that's yeah. the
0: thing there, there's nothing personal about it. it's just like a memory they had it's it's like that's personal in a way but it's not like something that they need to overcome it's just like oh yeah we also did this it feels like just deleted scenes <laughs> they put back into a movie that needed less scenes
2: yeah, well I mean it's also so with, weird with the flashbacks, um it's I don't know, something about I I couldn't tell if that was uh, their faces were de aged or if uh you know they they added like a voice actor to redub them, but just something about those flashbacks seemed really off. Some of them.
0: Uh, you know it's funny? Everyone's been complaining about that and me, the guy who's like the most complaining about this movie. I was like, oh, yeah, I thought that was fine. I
1: don't know. I didn't. It didn't well, bother me. Yeah, they, they, they flash, really, flashbacks yeah. didn't bother me either. I mean,
2: I, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know if they bother me. But it's like it's like looking at a, looking at a deepfake video or something. <laughs> just something. Oh yeah. Oh, by the way, like,
0: way, stop deepfake videos. Like
2: yeah, I don't you, want to know. You're like but, playing with you know, like
0: yeah. digital nuclear weapons. Mm-hmm. Stop, <laughs> right. everyone.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't want to know what it looked like if Will Smith was in the Matrix.
0: Yeah, please. It didn't happen for a reason. hmm No disrespect to Will Smith. Gemini Man, in theaters, October 2019. Yeah. Go check but,
2: it out. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just something about those flashbacks. Just looked like a deepfake video.
0: Yeah.
2: And just I just made my head... But, yeah, I mean, I felt I enjoyed enough of it where I can't really complain too much. I probably wouldn't be going back to that theater to see it another time, for sure. I thought it was... Uh, decent enough, and at least it tried to do something different in terms of the source material, in terms of uh, terms of King, and uh, I mean, you know, the little uh, compared to the original movie. Uh, I don't know if that's a good uh, good analogy, but I mean, you know, the the changes they made to uh, to the to the story, um, I think benefited and. And um, yeah, I mean the Richie and Richie and uh, Eddie um, thing. Uh, I think at times felt um, felt like it was a bit out of nowhere. But I mean, like Richie is supposed to be repressed, so um, like we you know that that certainly you know that, that certainly lends itself to uh, the character.
0: Uh, does though? I mean, I think it could. If anything, I feel like it would lend itself more to Eddie. And I'm not mm-hmm. even, like, trying to, like, dismantle anything. Let me just say Bill Hader, Innocent, and James yeah, Robinson as Eddie. Rich, Richie and Eddie, everyone's really well cast in this film, obviously. But, like, right. those Whoa. two, kill it. They're so good. Like, if they got, I, I hate this movie. And if they got Best Supporting Actor nominations, I'd be like, oh, fuck yeah. Absolutely. They were <laughs> really good. They were so good in this, man. I, even, I wish that's... I liked the movie as much as I like them. Bill Hader's the fucking best. Everyone also go watch uh, Barry on HBO, which, Mm -hmm. watch his directorial work on that and how well he handles, like, just the precision of, like, really thrilling, tense action scenes. He would have fucking killed this movie. Bill Hader should have directed it. (laughs) Like, he would have owned.
2: He's such a film geek, too. I'm sure he would have.
0: Oh, yeah, he has, like, a whole story about David Lynch. That's really great. Just look up Bill Hader, David Lynch on YouTube. Hilarious.
2: Um, but um, I, w- I, was to, uh, yeah, I was just gonna add it's just it's good enough for an ending. Like uh at worst it's like the ending of uh Hell I imagine the Rise of Skywalker be. It'll just be good enough. Oh,
0: oh god, everything. no. I, I really, would be crushed. Uh, I would be crushed. And you know what? Let me go to hope. bat for the nineties nineties one. I rewatched that before this.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: First half is genuinely like really good. The second half sucks, but I like it about as much as I like these new movies, so I'm like I don't win anywhere.
2: So, so when they ran out of budget, they're like, oh, yeah, this is yeah. not that ah, George Romero oh.
0: almost did that.
2: Yeah, that, that would have been, been something.
0: Fuck the industry for not hyping up George Romero while we still had him. God damn you all. But moving on to, to other movies, what else have we seen? Who did I hop to first on this? Was it Gene or Nick?
1: I believe it was Gene.
0: Okay. Nick, what else did you see recently? Talk uh, about it. I saw Hustlers. Yeah. we nice. definitely talk about
1: that yeah i watched hustlers um i liked it um i do feel like it was a bit long at Mm -hmm. at times uh you know what the funny thing is i i what i think what made it feel long was the time skips like them going which now it's 2000 so and so now it's 2000 here and everything like that i don't know what about that but to me it made it feel a little longer than like than it actually was because i was going how how long is this movie and everything else but i did like it uh jennifer uh which, jennifer lopez did one hell of a fucking job she she killed it in that movie uh she really stole the show uh but yeah that hell uh which, hustlers is one hell of a good movie go check it out
0: yeah I, i've heard people compare it to like oh like it's just another goodfellas type movie motherfucker there's like a dozen wannabe goodfella movies every year forgive us for praising like a legitimately good one
2: you know yeah
0: yeah but, but I, mean, I, I really i really really like this movie a lot i i want to go see it like again i liked it that much
2: yeah and you know um i'm looking up show times for hustlers right now
0: oh yeah oh were you really you haven't seen it no
2: um oh, i haven't okay uh, yeah. so i
0: won't, I won't say anymore but uh yeah,
2: i guess no spoilers Wu? for this one This yeah, uh, a
0: really quality quality film
2: uh um is it it's great She's oh she's great. Um, this is this is what she wants to be doing instead of being cat being doing another season of Fresh Off the Boat.
0: Yeah, and I mean I, I get it, you know. <laughs> like funny. I mean, I, yeah, uh, maybe maybe someone could argue she could have handled that better than outing it on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. But like,
2: well, funny, I think we, I, we all felt... got to
0: remember that just these yeah. are people who like work. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean,
2: you know? she's, a, she's a person with her own thoughts and feelings, and yeah, everyone gets frustrated. If she did it in a funnier way, like, if she put the gif of uh, CJ Johnson from Grand Theft Auto, saying all oh, shit, here we <laughs> go again, <laughs> if she did that, and be like, oh, I have to Oh, that's hilarious. Dance. Yeah. yeah. I
0: like that the The recurring theme for this episode is that, hey, man, everyone's just tired, and everyone just gets tired.
2: stressed. Hell <laughs> <laughs> of a year. When it it's, did. Yeah. It's, 20, it's been twenty
0: nineteen for like a decade. <laughs>
2: well, yeah, several decades.
1: It's, it's, it's been it's felt it's felt like, twenty sixteen
2: for three years now. Yeah, but, speaking of long periods of time, mm-hmm.
0: I saw the Dark Crystal, and it was, it's fucking terrific. Have you guys ever seen the Dark Crystal?
1: Yeah, back in the day, I haven't seen it in. Oh yeah. my
0: god! Yeah, I, so I, I rewatched I, it. I love yeah. fantasy films. Well, I they're my bread and butter. So the Dark Crystal hit all my very specific buttons. And it's only an hour and a half long, but it has like the pacing of a Tarkovsky film. So it feels like it's five hours long. And Mm -hmm. I've seen very valid criticisms for that. If you don't like fantasy films and you don't like films that move very slowly, I would not recommend the Dark Crystal. But I do. (laughs) So I fell in love with the Dark Crystal, Jim Henson and Frank Oz's masterpiece from 1983. Two or 83 I believe Something and like that. Uh, it's I, I just got completely swept away and there's this beautiful story about how everything on, on, on the planet is important to one another and how we need to take better care of each other and our surroundings and then I like the day of I saw that Netflix premiered Age of Resistance the Dark Crystal prequel series a 10 episode first season only the first season I guess they're doing more And I just... This is all I did in September. I just watched The Dark Crystal and tweeted about it. Because this is my new favorite thing ever. I was going to talk about Ad Astra. I'm going to end the show by talking about how good The Dark Crystal
2: is. How good is Hup? How good is Hup?
0: Hup? Hup? Hashtag Hup Gang. Everyone on Twitter knows what's up. Hashtag Hup Gang. Uh, Hup is a a paladin. uh, A podling paladin who fights with a spoon. And he's loyal to his friends. (laughs) <laughs> and he just wants to protect everyone, and okay. he, he barely speaks any English, and he will be your favorite character. You thought you so, cared about something before? You've never met Hup. You don't understand. How old is Hup? Hup, who cares? I don't know. <laughs> There's no age to any of these characters. It's, it, it's kind of like the Star Wars thing where it's implied, um, like, these are characters that are thrust into adulthood. These are, these are young adults at most that are thrust into Adults' well, probably like,
2: barely speaks English.
0: Oh, yeah, he barely speaks English. Well, he, he's a podling, podlings don't speak English. Yeah. Okay. Don't you know, Gene? You don't know about Thra, bro. Uh-huh. You don't know about the world of Thra and the Skexies and the history with the mystics. No, oh, you're all missing out. Anyways, <laughs> <crystal's
2: great. laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's who would have known the director of The Incredible Hulk that didn't. Oh
0: yeah, so Louis Leterrier. For those who don't know, uh, directed The Incredible Hulk, uh, Now You See Me, probably some other bad films that I cannot remember off the top of my head. Now You See Me too? No, no, the first one. Okay, that's not really, you know, <laughs> improvement. I'm just saying. Okay. Um, you think you know a guy, and then he comes out with a huge passion project because <laughs> apparently he's a he was a huge Dark Crystal fan. And he tries to be, use... Oh my God. Really? That was him. Yeah, that was him. <laughs> Holy shit. Again, you think, you know, a guy and he, he <laughs> had this huge passion project. They've been trying to make a dark Crystal sequel for years. It fell through. It became a comic book, which I'm currently reading for the first time. And, um, and so then they just, they couldn't get it off the ground. And eventually he was really pitching this around to like networks and stuff like that. And film companies, I guess. And one of the producers at Netflix just completely got it. And, uh, Th- this is it like nothing that man ever made matters anymore because he's capable of this and so i gotta watch whatever he does now because <laughs> this Grimms is like uh... too. no, never mind <laughs> but um I-, I think for people that maybe were a little turned off by the last season the game of thrones um a show i still will ha- heartily recommend to people and greatly admire uh if you're looking for something to scratch that fantasy itch watch the dark crystal and then watch the prequel series and then try not to get too attached to the characters because the premise of the original dark crystal movie will depress you very quickly after so that's all do it for do it for hup do it for hashtag hup gang i'm gonna make hup shirts hashtag hup gang and just
2: would you want to give hup like a hug
0: I want to. I want to carry Hup on my back. I want Hup to like ride in the battle alongside me. <laughs> Hup, Hup car? is the greatest character ever. Hup would drive my getaway car in a bank robbery. <laughs> and I would trust him. Um, any anything else we want to we want to highlight before we we head off for the rest of the
2: show? In terms of movies coming out, I would. uh...
0: Or any anything you saw?
2: Anything I saw. Um, I saw. <laughs> I finally, uh, I finally saw uh, some, uh, I finally saw some late or er, some late additions to my filmography this year. High Flying Bird, it's great.
0: Yes, Soderbergh,
2: Soderberg. Everyone's great there. Um, Bill Duke, especially since we interviewed him. Oh yeah, <laughs> the MVP of the Waffle Press, <laughs> Bill Duke. Um. Ma, which was uh, oh. kind of had some problems. <laughs> uh, oh, well, my Ma, biggest problem is that, that it good. sucked. Yeah, it's, <laughs>
1: it's not that good. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah
0: It's like yeah, there, there it is. It's just, it's
2: just, yeah,
0: damn. Yeah. Oh my god. And, uh, not not yeah. to make it drag out even more, but yeah. like,
2: well, um, uh, mm-hmm.
0: there are no like horror movies out this Halloween. Like it, like That's... this is even even me like. A byproduct of me disliking it, Chapter Two. That came out like in the beginning of September. Yeah. There are yeah. like no horror movies out for
2: Halloween. There nope, were, um,
0: cool. That's that how good. bad this year is for movies. They can't even get yeah. that right.
2: There were no original, mo- there was uh, no like summer blockbuster movies this year. Have you seen remakes?
1: Wait, have you seen um, what's that? Hide and Seek? I think it is. Uh, Ready or Not. Or Ready or Not. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, Ready or Not,
0: yeah, Ready or Not yeah. is, is real good. I really like Ready or Not.
1: I mean, um, that's one that, that, that's, that's that, for it, but that's didn't that it. Didn't that come
0: out even before It Chapter 2? Yeah, yeah came it, out it, it, was, it, it was What that. the fuck? How did, like, this happen? Last year we had, like, the sickest Halloween ever, because it was like, you know, the Predators hit and missed everyone. Um, but then it, right after that, it's like Venom. And then after that, it was Halloween. You had the Halloween comeback last year. Yeah, you did. And well, then there's I mean, nothing now. Who? Damn. What? <laughs> That's so weird.
1: Damn
2: this cruel world.
0: Well, I guess, I, I don't know.
1: Because I guess you have, I mean, I guess Zombieland double take. I mean, double tap. Double tap.
2: Oh,
0: right. Zombieland's
1: coming out in a couple of weeks.
0: Uh... I'm going to hold on to the memory of the first one. Yeah, I feel uh... like that it's not going to, I'm not even going to rewatch it. I just feel like it's not going to age well. And then I feel like the sequel is going to like make it worse.
1: And then, uh, what was it? Doctor Sleep is coming out. Yeah, but that's yeah, November.
0: Maybe. What? I, you know, I'm we're looking yeah. forward to that too. They moved it up from like February of next year to this November. They moved it up four whole ass months. I respect that. Should have moved it up just one more though. Just saying. For me. Yeah. Yeah. On, honestly, there's
1: there's not a whole lot coming out right now. That's I mean, um,
0: depressing. What is yeah. it? Is Polaroid coming out? What time? When did Polaroid come out? No, that came out last year. What the fuck am I talking about? Oh, I guess In the Tall Grass, that'll be on Netflix this weekend. For, uh, yeah. So again, everyone check yeah. that out. If it, I, ho- I really hope it's good, because that's a really fucked up short story. You can read it for free on Esquire. Huh. Um, uh, I, I highly recommend it.
2: <laughs> um, in terms of good horror... Before, though. There you go. <laughs> in terms of good horror, I was just going to add... Uh, we covered the premiere of uh, Creepshow at the Egyptian... Last weekend, the first two episodes of Creepshow show are pretty good Yay, Creepshow! show i saw I that saw in in a the film. uh we did we did see the original film there actually oh right you are telling me god damn it it was it was like uh it wasn't. it was a very reddish print Beyond fest uh, showed it the first two episodes and pretty pretty good stuff um the old uh cast members of uh the original movies are there and uh they have stuff they have uh some interesting roles and well the makeup and effects just look wonderful and you know they're pretty uh pretty decent um Stephen King guards. that's pretty cool.
0: I guess uh I guess we can't end on a horror movie thing then. I'll just say I also saw Ad Astra well, and I loved Ad Astra.
1: Well actually if uh if you are looking for some horror stuff, you can always go to uh two set which are two sentence horror uh stories. It's a CW show. Oh.
2: So like and- my student loans.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a bunch of uh, short short film, and uh, it's very, uh, not necessarily Twilight Zone-esque, but I mean, it, it is an anthology, and it's, a lot of them are pretty interesting, they're, which are they're clever, and stuff like that. I would, if you're looking, if you're trying to get that uh, horror story, you know, uh, itch to scratch this October, I would definitely recommend it, it's all on Netflix. Yeah, certainly oh, not going to be yeah
0: the (laughs) movie oh yeah yeah Yeah, um
1: but i mean if you want to get if you want to get something you know at least you can check those out
0: actually you know what gene had a short film that i co-wrote called uh, dead memories that i think is pretty good for for halloween times and uh a shout out to to another friend of of the show there's a, a youtube website or a youtube channel called alter a l t e r and they premiere a lot of horror short films on there i think even um Nebula from Guardians of the Galaxy directed her first one and put it on there. I cool. haven't seen it yet, but I, I saw Karen Gillen's, yeah, so cool. that's pretty neat. Um, but there's a horror short film by a friend of the show called Third Date, uh, directed and written by Avishai Weinberger, and it's very good. It is about a third date, as you probably guessed, cool. but just uh. Go go check it out. It's it's a, it's a it's a good spooky time. There's a shot that made me go, oh fuck this. So <laughs> uh
2: yeah, that's Did it that's have it. spiders?
0: No, no. It's um it's
2: okay, I, I don't know. I, I just assume that about you.
0: Oh yeah, because <laughs> spiders are fucking horrifying.
2: Terrible, that's, terrible
0: That's why I can't watch eight legged freaks anymore. No. Uh all right, that's it for the show. Sorry, there's no spooky content. To yeah, I hate the word content. That's what I realized. That's the scariest thing about this. There you go. I I realize I hate the word content. It just it just sounds vulgar to me and like
2: cheap and Stricken from Webster's dictionary.
0: Yeah, it it just just creating a podcast. That's it. Sorry we don't have any spooky recommendations leading into Halloween, but we'll we'll do another Halloween episode. Uh, check. Oh. Check out the Halloween retrospectives. Check out the, yeah. the, the, the Comic-Con panel from last year. There are lots mm-hmm. of great horror stuff out there. Yeah. Oh. Go live, live your spookiest, spookiest life. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, if you're at L.A. Comic-Con this year, go check out the Waffle Press panel. We'll, I'll be talking about the, the superhero stuff. Like, what is actually, like, a morally ethical superhero? What do they actually stand for? And it'll be the last time I ever talk about superhero stuff for a podcast. Because the they should all end. Just, just kill them all. Just all the superheroes. Wipe them out. Thanos was right. I said it. But that, that's all. That's all for this episode. Go check out links down below. Patreon, YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, etc. Nick, thank you for joining us. Where can the people find you?
1: You can always find me on Facebook, Nick Valero. And you can always find me on Twitter, uh, the real Nick Valero.
0: Gene.
2: You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Gene9890.
0: And you could find me at the Diego Crespo. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We have been professionally unprofessional. Hashtag hubgang.